This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings, it would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule, and you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar, so all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that I can be very efficient. It's so critical. And I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal you know you guys know this i hit people hard i make great deals and gavin the ceo has given us a great deal if you sign up like normal people okay on their website you only get a 14-day free trial if you use my link nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule you get 45 days free okay it's the best it's free go to nathanlacka.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up and i'll see you there if you enjoyed David today, go back and listen to Rami yesterday. They founded a pointlet and they just passed 35 grand in monthly recurring revenue. The founding story is very interesting. The two co-founders found each other on a Reddit thread. Now they're serving over 1,100 customers. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latka here. Our guest today is David Darmanin, and he is the CEO and founder of Hotjar. Over the 12 years before founding Hotjar, he generated hundreds of millions of dollars in growth consulting small to Fortune 500 businesses. He's built multiple teams, developed brands, and run hundreds of tests for his clients, spanning across 19 languages, 12 currencies, and 13 different industries. Hotjar is now used on over 150,000 sites around the world, and the company has grown to 3 million euros in ARR in under just one year. We're going to dive into all of it. David, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. And thanks right. for having me. You bet. Thanks for coming on. All right. This will be a lot of fun. So tell us first, for those not familiar, what does Hotjar do and how do you generate revenue? Sure. So Hotjar is a tool um, that allows site owners, site managers, right? So designers, marketers um, to pretty much see exactly how their users are using their site, right? So what does their experience look like? So it takes the form of a heat map of how people interact with a page or replay their recordings or ask them questions. So it gives you that knowledge. And the way we see it is once you know how they're actually using your site, then you kind of 
really know what to change, what to improve next, right? So that's that's what Hajar does really well. I have never in my life, David, felt more like a Russian spy than I did <laughs> when I installed Hotjar on my new company, thetopinbox.com. I'm like swatching these. You guys can see how I do this in screenshots at nathanlacka.com forward slash Hotjar. But David, I installed it and I'm going, there's no way he's actually going to give me a video of a user on my website and show me where they click and where they scroll. And sure enough, that's exactly what I get. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in fact, like, from a privacy aspect point of view, um, it's not really a video, right? So we're kind of recreating the HTML of what's being done. And in fact, we were super careful to avoid any like sensitive data or, or stuff that's shown, but it is spooky, right? Because it's, we, we like to use the word empathy. It's like, it's the perfect way to, to get into the shoes of your users and well, see yeah. what they're experiencing. Look, my yeah. options are use Hotjar, right? Oh, and do and record these automatically or set up a thousand one-on-one Skype calls with every yeah. potential person <laughs> who visits my site, which you can't contact them. It's hard to find them and it's hard to schedule and it's hard to show up. And so, I mean, it's, it's great. That's one of the reasons I want to have you on. So now that people know kind of what Hotjar does, what's your business model? How do you make money? So we, well, a little bit of background on this, right? Just to give the context. Sure. Um, so in the past, when, when I was starting off in my career and I was still very early on in learning, there was a lot of this technology already available, right? So it's not like we created this stuff, but it was incredibly expensive and was not accessible. So you had to do demos and you'd need to be qualified by an enterprise sales team and all that stuff. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to eliminate that, right? Disrupt that aspect and make this accessible and available to anyone, even if you're a student or an early stage startup or make it suitable even if you're a big business. So what we did, what we've done is we've done a freemium model. So freemium means there is a free package uh, which has some data limitations, but it's sample. So you still get juicy insights and then you can scale up your data collection rate. That's the kind of the premium side of it. Yep, that makes sense. So what is the average customer kind of paying you per month on average? Um, so on average, the number is going up and we are, so I'm going to say euros, right? Sure, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're just shy of the 50 euro range. So it's it's... It's relatively low. We are a volume company, but that's typical when you do freemium. Yep. Um, but the, if we do well, we expect that number to constantly go up. So when we started, it was it was in the 30 euro range. Yep. So about 50, about 50 euros or about 52 US dollars. Um, people start using you as they get more addicted to you. Their usage goes up, their addictiveness goes up and they pay you more for more data and more features. That's correct. That's great. And give us a sense of kind of scale. How many customers are you currently serving? So we are serving just over 10,000 customers. Um, and yeah, you mentioned how many sites. So it's around 180,000 now running Hotjar. <clears throat> Got it. So what each, each customer, that's a, I mean, that seems like a lot. Each customer has on average 18 sites. Well, no, because since it's a freemium model um, of the 180,000. Um, so if we have 10,000 customers, 170,000 would be either free users or not using anymore. Got it. Okay, got kind it. Of inactive. Yeah. That's the freemium model, right? You have a lot of people who are coming and going. Um, it's it's very consumer oriented. So well, and I would argue you're I'd argue you're beating by the way most consumer startups. So, I mean, you have about what a 10% free to paid rate versus most get like a 3 or 4%, right? Yeah, and it's typical to see when you apply the consumer model to the B2B, it's, it is typically higher, actually. Yep. Okay, got it. So, and then is the math simple? Can I just take, you mentioned you had 3 million euros in ARR. That was that last year in 2016? 
Yes, we're pretty much double that now. Yeah, I was about to say, so if I take 10,000 customers times a $52 ARPU, is it fair to say you're doing about 500 grand in monthly recurring revenue? That is correct. Okay, great. So, um, so again, three million last year. Um, what what do you think you'll do? I mean, obviously, it's the beginning of the year. What do you think you'll do 20, uh, 2017? <laughs> What's your goal? That's a good question. That's a good goal. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, and we actually just had our leaders leadership session um, earlier this month, so we're looking to 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 more than double, hopefully. That's great. Double the monthly recurring revenue. Yes, that's great. And tell me more about the team. So how how big is the team size today? And what's your executive team look like? So we're quite a small team, right? So we're definitely understaffed for what we're doing. So we're roughly around 22 people now. Uh Um, And the leadership team, we're eight. Great. Okay. And how did you pick that? I mean, that's an interesting concept. Why is the leadership team important for Hotjar? And how do you think about who's in that and who's not? That's a good question. So we, we were quite a big founding team. So we're five people. So oh, wow. we are, yeah, we're automatically in the leadership ourselves. Right. And in a way it was, it, I'm so happy that we were five people because it kind of feels like the more complex the, the, the product, the more complex the business, the, the better it is to kind of be a bigger team. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to do a one man show before, or we were two people at a certain stage as well and other projects. And I much more prefer being five. Obviously, the advantage is that we had all worked together, so there are less risks of kind of having issues between the five of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, what we're trying to do is that we we've kind of identified four big pillars. Um, so there's product, there's marketing, customer success, and operations, and we want every pillar to be representative uh, represented in the leadership team. Right. Say so, those pillars again. So you've got marketing, you've got customer success, then you have product and operations. Um, And we give a lot of importance to operations. It's its own pillar because building a business has a lot to do with with the whole process piece, right? It's building that engine, um, not just doing the actual work, but the engine that supports the work. Yep. Makes perfect sense. Okay, good. So that's your leadership team. We got a sense of size. Um, Talk to me some about about some of the other unit economics. What is gross customer churn monthly? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so we don't actually reveal those numbers that much, um, purely because they they change based on, let's say, the type of plans we have. So the freemium has a big impact. So we don't typically reveal that much. But I will say that uh, gross customer churn is actually quite high, but then our net churn is relatively low. Um, however, not surprisingly, churn is obviously one of our challenges, right? Just as in in most SaaS businesses that position themselves towards, let's say, the the lower end, non-enterprisey, that is that is typically the biggest challenge. Yep, makes good sense. And the reason, just to put some more color around the the, the lower net negative churn uh, listeners, that's just because I think, David, correct me if I'm wrong, you have upsell revenue from current customers, which drives net negative churn down, but gross customer churn can still stay high. That is correct. So um, our, our net churn, that is like half our customer churn. So essentially what's happening is we're dropping the smaller customers, yep. but we are retaining and expanding the bigger customers. That's, that's, that's a is, smart way to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what we would want with a freemium model, right? So yep. let's put just some kind of range on that if we can. Are, they, are those both less than 10% monthly? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. Yep. Okay. Less than 5% not, or no? 
<laughs> you're, you're gonna come down to the range. <laughs> so, so, so let's say, so let's say the customer churn is just slightly over five, right? So you, you you're getting a, a good bad, idea. Though. That's not yeah. horrible, right? Okay. No, no. For the start, considering we're kind of just two years old. So you found um, it in 20, 2014? Yeah, 2014, yeah. Okay, got it. Good. Okay, so that's good. 2014 founded, 22 team members doing half a million bucks in revenue. Gross customer churn, you're working on it. It's around 5%. Net uh, net churn is somewhere closer to 2.5% because you have a lot of upsells happening. What's the number? A lot of people approach the freemium model and they wonder, what should I paywall? Like, what's the moment where I should tell people now you have to pay? You've done some things with kind of number of video recordings or number of impressions on the heat map. How did you kind of come up with some of these numbers and are they working well? Yeah, that, that's a really good question, right? And and my advice on this would be, if you truly truly want to create a freemium company and not just like a, a trial model, which is disguised as a freemium, you really need to think about how does that free package stand on its own two feet, right? As in, it can't be just something super limited that just has to be upgraded. Then it's not really a freemium. It has to be something that your users can use um, on its own. So what we did was, as you said, we limited the number of reports that you can manage within the interface. Um, and then essentially we allowed our users to delete them to make space for new ones. So there is some kind of, um, let's say, time and maintenance costs for them, which they can eliminate by going premium. Yeah, that was a really, it was interesting when I saw that because I hit a hundred recordings very quickly. I'm going, this is interesting. If I really want to be a cheap ass, I could just delete all these videos and get a hundred new ones, but it's not worth my time to do that. So maybe I should just go pay the money. Exactly. Yeah, that's smart. What is the average time? Do you, I imagine you track this from someone who signs up from a free plan to when they convert to a paid one? That's a good question. We, funnily enough, we don't track the average okay. time. Instead, we we track cohorts. Um, so we see how that percentage goes up over time. Um, cohorts based so, off what separation? So based on when they sign up, right? So in the first month that someone signs up, we see roughly a conversion of two percent, okay. and then over let's say six, seven, eight months, it goes all the way up. It fluctuates. Uh, anywhere in the region of 8%, 9%. Okay, very cool. Let's keep, let's just fill out the rest of these unit economics before we get more into your story. Um, what are you willing to pay for a customer? What's your customer acquisition cost? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't remember the exact economics around that. That's typically our, our marketers that do that. But I, I know that we are being extremely conservative with it. Um, because here's the thing, right? And this is obviously the, the fun part with, with these economics, which is attribution, right? Attribution is always a problem. So, um, we've developed a range, which is, we look at direct attribution. So based on spend and what we get back, and then that is our, 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 let's say our lower side. And then on the higher end, we look at grouping in all the organic we get and just attributing that to the paid as well, right? Let's assume that that is all coming from paid as well. And that is our higher end. Um, and rather than setting a very, let's say rigid um, maximum or, or budget for acquiring a customer, we have kind of more of a range. So this is kind of a little bit unorthodox, but it's because, again, we are freemium. Sometimes we are more liberal in moving on the higher end of that range, purely because the freemium aspect is, is brand building for us. Right? Are we so talking, though, like 10 bucks on the higher end or 100 bucks or 1,000 bucks? 
No, I think the range would be something in the range between maybe 35 to 70. Okay, got it. Roughly. Got it. Um, but again, this, this, the thing is, there's like we have a, a whole document with the, the, the values vary by country. It, it gets quite complicated. <laughs> so, 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 so the thing is, again, another piece of advice is don't just have one number, right? Because you can't have one number. So there, there, sometimes you need to be able to take, like go on the higher range because there is, let's say, some brand value in doing some type of campaigns yeah. and maybe in a territory or on a particular platform because your attribution models are showing that you can spend higher. We we do spend higher, right? But then we do look at the aggregate results and make sure that we're, we're not steering too high to the to the like the total uh, high high point, high limit that we've set. Are you guys uh, to date, you're two years old, are you bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We're bootstrapped. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Um, any interest? I mean, do you think you'd ever raise capital? And if so, how do you think about when? We, we've, we've discussed this quite a lot. Um, most of other players in the market have all, well, actually not most, all of them have raised capital and we see that as an advantage. So, Who are those players? Name one or two of them. Um, uh, so there's uh, VWO, Virtual Visual Website Optimizer. Okay. Um, and there is, who else would I mention? Uh, Zargit recently hit the market. Okay. Um, India-based uh, startup, raised quite a lot actually. Um, so we know that there's huge potential. We've been approached by, by VC firms. We've received offers, but we, we like to think that it's an advantage for us to not take funding for now purely because it, it removes any pressure for us to monetize that freemium, that community model that we have, right? So um, the more we can run with that for now, we think that's an advantage. Um, will we raise in the future? I'd say the probability is more on the yes side. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's good. To, okay, good, good, good piece of information there. Um, talk to me about acquisition. Where are you getting most of your free users from? How are they learning about you? Um... Well, a substantial amount of it is actually word of mouth. So we 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 get a lot of referrals, and that's obviously one of the strengths of the business, and it drastically impacts how much we can spend to acquire users, right? So that's the higher end of the range, because when you factor in the organic, so you paid to get user A, and then they're bringing along Bs and C and D with them. That obviously means the cost to acquire A is being spread across four users, right? Yep. So that's the top of the range. Um, but uh, yeah. Funnily enough, we, we, we only recently started doing more paid advertising. So we are, we are doing some, some display and some search um, and social, social platforms as well. If you just, obviously you're still experimenting here, but if you add up just the total paid, direct paid spend you're doing per month, what's the range? What are you spending per month on some of those tests? Um, I have no idea. No clue. No, <laughs> no clue. Okay. Yeah. But you have a marketing team that leads that. Yeah, because the way we do it is actually quite interesting. So we, instead of kind of having a budget model, we have kind of an investment target model. So what we do is we've decided this is the certain, this is the margin that we're aiming for in the company. And then the rest of, of that is is attributed in terms of percentages to, to, to those pillars. So marketing, for example, would have, I'm inventing here, 20% of revenue attributed to them as a, as, a, as a target investment. So then they can go out there and be aggressive and use that budget. Spend 20% um, of MRR. Exactly. Interesting. So 
We've used this model, again, because we believe a lot in flexibility and freedom and giving our, our teams uh, the freedom to kind of have their own budgets and go out there and, and spend and experiment. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's great. Makes a lot of sense. David, let's jump into the famous five. These are these are like cake compared to my other questions. You ready? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I've actually reached out to Ram Fishkin because ex-CEO, right? So kind of qualifies, but he's the wizard of Moz, so that's fine. Um, I've always um, admired him a lot, so um, reached out to speak to him, actually. So excited to be speaking to him. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name of the president of Atlassian, um, Jay Simmons, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, okay. he's definitely someone uh, I truly admire as well. And number three, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? <laughs> um, let's think. Favorite online tool. I would have to say Intercom. Number three or number four. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you were telling me this before the show, but what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married, two kids, one six months, one two years old. Wow. And how old are you? I am 35. All right. So last question, David, take us back 15 glorious years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Ooh, that's a good one. I wish I truly understand. I, tr I wish I truly understood what marketing really was. Awesome. Do you want to, what do you mean by that? Well, actually, um, I wrote a blog post about this recently, which is marketing is, is not about selling a product. It's, it's, it's really the, the art of understanding the market size, the market opportunity, and then how to position yourself to that market. So it took me, I think it took me way too long to fully grasp that. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it from David Darmanian, CEO, one of the founders of Hotjar. They launched over two years ago. They did $3 million in, uh, in revenue last year, 2016, on track to double that this year, currently serving 10,000 paying customers, paying on average 52 bucks a month for 520 grand in monthly recurring revenue, gross churn around 5%, net churn around half that. CAC, they're willing to spend somewhere between 35 and 70 bucks per new user, but they remain flexible on that. They've got a team of, again, 22 people focused on helping people understand what their website visitors are doing and why. David, thank you for taking us to the top.
It's been a pleasure and thanks for having me. If you enjoyed David today, go back and listen to Rami yesterday. They founded a pointlet and they just passed 35 grand in monthly recurring revenue. The founding story is very interesting. The two co-founders found each other on a Reddit thread. Now they're serving over 1,100 customers. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.